0: A weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
2: This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Angel Talk. I am your host, Rachel Corpus, and today's episode is life changing. And I'm so glad that you're here with me to hear this story. This story could very well change your life or change the life of somebody that you love. What you're going to hear today is kind of fantastic. Because it's not something we talk about every day, and yet it is so very, very common. We're talking about the idea of exorcism. We're talking about demonic attachments. In fact, I have a dear friend with me today who went through having a demonic attachment, and it's going to tell us how that started or what it felt like, how it progressed, and ultimately how she was able to get rid of it. I'd like to welcome my friend, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling your story. I'm so very, very grateful.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to talk to people about this. Yeah,
2: I am too. And um, as I said to you a few minutes ago before we hit record, my heart tells me, and spirit tells me that your story is going to help a lot of people. And that's what this is about, right? We go through things and when we can share them, we know we're helping somebody. And I'm just, again, so very grateful. So Linda, I met you a few years back, kind of at the end of your story. I helped you at the end of this process. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the beginning. Can you tell us what happened?
1: Yeah. Um, a lot of things are happening in my life at the same time when all this started, I was, there was a reorganiz- reorganization at work and they cut a lot of people. And there were just a few of us to do the work of many that were, uh, cut. So, and we had a new supervisor and There was lots and lots of change at work and I coped the only way I knew how, and that was to work all the time. (laughs) I had a lot I had to get done and I'm kind of a perfectionist person. And, um, I wanted to do a good job. So I put myself under a lot of pressure there and, um, so that was happening and at the same and because of that happening
2: are you getting a reminder from your fridge yes i love it it's okay keep going going.
1: so there's a lot of activity uh going on at work and um that it kind of made me very frustrated and i had like 15 more months to go before I retired. And I had a lot I had to get accomplished in that um, time. And I was, I was feeling a little bit victimized and I became angry over the situation. So I had that anger in me and it just kept getting a little bit um, more embedded into me. And I started doing strange things like wanting to drive really really fast um you know i had some rage in me that i kept pretty much to myself i don't think other people noticed it but i noticed it and um i didn't tell a lot of people about it i look at myself as you know the typical girl next door that i've had a good career good life uh, good family friends i you know um, believe in God and, and look to him for guidance at all times. So, um, I mean, I would say I, you know, I
2: know you and you are very even tempered. You are really sweet. You're always, you're consistently kind. So I bet having those feelings of anger or wanting to drive your car really fast, that must've been very alarming.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was.
2: You also said earlier that um, when we were talking before that you had discovered a spiritual gift you had. Um, You were taking some classes and I think that has something to do with it. You wanna tell us about your your classes you were taking and the meditations?
1: Yes, Um, I started taking some classes that um, uh, where a person learns how to energize and cleanse and energize chakras. And uh, in this class, you have you can work with other people and I found for the first time that I could actually feel the energy of chakras. So that was surprising to me. And um, I was very ecstatic about that and loved the classes I took and this group also formed a kind of a meditation group. and I did the meditations too, but, um, I noticed during the meditations that I would uh, start shaking a lot, and I just thought that was normal. I thought it was the, the energy of you know, meditating and clearing the chakras and whatnot that that was normal. It wasn't until one day I looked up and no one else was shaking. <laughs> I was the only one shaking. But during that time that I discovered I had that spiritual gift, I also used it to help me with my pain. I have a lot of tense muscles, and I think a lot of that comes with um, you know the stress of working a job. And um, so I would pray to God, "Please heal my body," and I would let my body go limp, and all of a sudden. I'd find that my body would kind of take over and it would contort itself. It would take my neck and put it one way and it's a little painful, but not too bad, and then do it the other way. And after I got done doing that, I felt a lot better. My muscles were relaxed. So I just thought that was part of the spiritual gift that I had. But I found that, um, you know, I was was starting to get also twitches in my face, especially my nose. It would twitch, and then I would growl all of a sudden. And um, my coworkers at work mentioned, Linda, you're growling. If I'd get mad at something, I'd just go, And I didn't think that much about it. But then when I was away from work, I'd still growl here and there at home. So those were the beginning factors of me to realize that um, I probably had some type of force that was not my own being within me. And uh, that was puzzling to me. I had heard of attachments before, but um, was not sure that this is what it was. But so I just lived life as best as I could and, um, kept doing the things I, I did. So, and then it just seemed to, it wouldn't go away. It just, just got worse. And the more the growling, more of the twitching, my hands would kind of it take my hand and kind of make it go really, really fast around in circles. I didn't have a lot of control over that. So um, one night I was um, on my bed and I was on my computer and I was I decided to look up exorcism. And when I did that, um, my I was on the bed at one moment and the next moment I was on the floor. <laughs> so that told me that I had hit something and that perhaps. I did need to pursue and see what I could figure out for um, getting rid of an attachment.
2: Yeah, as if whatever was messing with you saw you look that solution up and was saying, nope, don't want you to see that. Yeah. Do you remember moving from the bed to the floor?
1: Yeah, I mean, barely, because it happened in an instant. Yeah. You know, and and then after that, things got... A little bit more severe I was dating a gentleman at that time and uh, he started seeing it in my eyes and the force would come out and I would act strange and different and my personality changed a little bit but not all the way because I could always come back to myself I didn't feel that I was out of control at that point and um, So, and he would, he would see this demonic force in my eyes and he would chase me, you know, if I would, at one point I tried to attack him and um, he in turn, you know, tried to attack it being me and it would go away. It was like it never even happened. So that was puzzling too. So I knew some people in the spiritual world, and I started asking some questions of people to see what was going on. And um, I did uh, some of the responses that I got was that um, Linda, you just want attention. You're doing this to yourself so you can get more attention. So that was disheartening. I believed that for a little while, but then didn't. And then another person said that um, I, in a past life I had denied God and this is my punishment for it.
2: Oh, goodness.
1: And I even um, you know, contacted my church and gave them the situation. And they suggested I go see a mental counselor. So, I was just I was up in arms. I didn't know what to do, and um things were getting worse. And I'll cite one example of an activity that kind of turned really bad. And that was um, my friend and I, this guy I was dating went to a farmer's market and it was just going to be a fun day to go to a farmer's market. And while we were there, um, he met one of his friends. He has a hundred friends and this one we talked to for a minute and uh, he explained that. Uh, and while we were talking, I felt this force jump into my leg and my leg somehow was part of this. And, um, we laughed and my friend told me that that person worked with a lot of homeless people, which I think is great. I love it when people reach out and help the homeless. And uh, during the car ride back um, home from the farmer's market, all of a sudden, I started screaming at the top of my lungs. I couldn't stop it. And my uh, leg started levitating uh, all the way to the ceiling of the car. I mean, I was in quite a um, strange position to get it that way, but I had no control over my body at that point. And my friend is freaking out, of course. I mean, I would too. And he was saying, you know, enough is enough. You need to go see a mental counselor. And, you know, that just, that, that really hurt. Yeah.
2: Because that's and, uh, what was going on. I mean, you were, you were, you are, and we're completely sane. this is something that was happening to you.
1: Yeah. And I just didn't quite understand, but I knew there had to be an answer out there. So I was praying, I was listening to... Um, ohm CD, I was listening to my archangel CD. All while I was doing this and reading my Bible, it would it would shake. I would shake, my body would shake and do strange things. It didn't want me to do that.
2: So, you the ohm meditation is about removal, if I remember that correctly, right? So, oh, yes, so of course, it didn't want you to do that. And reading the Bible course it didn't want you to do that so when you did those things to try to help yourself the activity escalated right
1: yes it just kept escalating the more i did that the worse it got and then i decided to stage my house because i these other people i was reaching out to they would try to get rid of it and um but but couldn't for some reason they would say now it's gone but it wasn't gone, you know, like it's gone. (laughs) Yeah. It can act like it's gone for the end of a a session that I'm paying for to, you know, get, get this, uh, released. Um, but then it's back. So I was trying to sage my house and that's quite an experience to sage your house from top to bottom. And, um, and then i talked to a medical practitioner and she's the one that gave me your name rachel yeah and she just said i think rachel knows how to handle these things and i called you immediately and explained what was going on and you were able to work me into your schedule
2: thank I goodness for that day when you you came to my house and my heart just broke because I could see how broken you felt, and what a—I could—I could sense what was on you, and I could also sense the deep sadness of being let down by people who were supposed to help you because they told you that well, it's in your mind, or it's your fault, or from a past life. That—that um, that was just heartbreaking, and I believe that. The entity was feeding off of that. It's almost like food for for an entity, if you are fearful or you're sad. And so, yeah, I remember that day clearly.
1: Yes, I do too. I remember I had to go in the office that morning and to keep me from growling, um, I would read passages out of the Bible, which worked sometimes, but my foot would levitate. So my foot here I'm working at this desk and my foot is in mid-air all morning, which happened frequently. And uh, then I came to your place. And then I think we spent nearly an hour together. And you were just so kind to me and so accepting of me and um, understood my situation. And we went right to work. And you explained what was going to happen. And, You told me when you're going to talk to the entity and not to me, and that happened a few times. And you told me to get this to come out of you, Linda, you're going to have to expel air.
0: Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: I don't know if that's the exact term that you use, but I just remembered that the only way that I could do that was to scream. I had to let air out of my body, and I did that as screaming, and I admit I've never had a baby, but if I would have, I would think it was kind of like a birthing process here because I was pushing and screaming at the top of my lungs while you were doing your thing that you needed to do. And, you know, it went on for a while and then I remember you put this something cold to my forehead and you said you're going to be talking to the entity and not to me. But while you did that, this coldness on my forehead just got so bad, so cold. It was just freezing. I didn't know if I could tolerate the pain. And then.
2: Do you know what that was that I put? Yes.
1: I have it right here. It's the crucifix of Jesus on the cross. Mm hmm. So, all and you that gave power it to- you,
2: yeah, good. All that power from that crucifix and the words we were using and our intention and our love changed the temperature of that so much. Isn't that just amazing?
1: That is amazing. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I didn't think I could stand it anymore. And then I felt it leave my body.
2: What did that feel like? How did you know it left?
1: It was just. I don't know. I just felt lighter. I just felt like a fluttering. Again, it was my left leg um, that I could feel it leave. And um, you said, at the same time you felt that, you you said to me, it's gone. And I said back to you, I know it's gone. Yeah,
2: It's a beautiful (laughs) moment.
1: Yeah. So happy.
2: And then, you know, leaving house, I remember telling you that sometimes there's residual energy, and it worked. And also let me know how it's going the next few days. So tell me what it was like when you went back
1: home. Yeah, when I went back home, well, I was still there was still some memory with that that knows um, a twitch that I had. So I was sensing that, and I was upstairs working, and I, and I, I came down. I, I was starting to get a sense of, of something not right. So I walked downstairs. My Bible was in my bedroom. I was going to go get my Bible. He had given me some passages to read, and I'm um, the. I was halfway to my bedroom, and I was immobilized. I, there is energy on all sides of me. I couldn't move. I couldn't move forward. I couldn't, could not get my Bible. Um, I, I prayed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. I just felt like everything was coming back and they were attacking me. You were
2: in it like did. a force field. You couldn't move any, we were just stuck.
1: Yes, I was stuck. It was a force field of energy. I could, I could, felt that energy against my body. I couldn't couldn't move. and then I pr- I prayed. you know, I prayed, I prayed. and, and um, all of a sudden I had the idea I need to turn around and get outside. So I did. I my phone, thank goodness, was on the counter on the way outside. I picked it up, ran outside, threw off my shoes, socks, grounded myself into the ground, and called you. And um, you said you'd take care of it, <laughs> that I did the right thing. And uh, you did.
2: Yeah. So when you went home, the, your house was filled with what I call minions. So whatever it was it was trying to get into, into you, had employees, had minions, workers. And I don't totally know the function of them, if they were spies or if they, I really don't know, because I don't want to know, <laughs> but I know they're there. So we got rid of the boss. And when you came home, I got the feeling that they were holding you until they got further directions. They didn't know this was going to happen or very. it's very possible that they did know that their boss had been, exercised so they were holding you there and had you not been brave enough to grab your phone and go outside which by the way worked because nature always works because that is creation that's god's cathedral so you went there had you not done that i have often wondered if another entity would have filled that space so you you did the right thing you saved your life in that moment
1: Oh, I know. It's to think about it, it just brings back tons of feelings and but I'm so thankful that, you know, that's all behind me and and I appreciate your help so much in getting through that and you know, even the months to come, you just you don't want to be be fearful and you gave me the faith and you know God was there for me and you and your support were there. So it meant so much. And, and, um, I haven't looked back since. So it's um,
2: my honor to help you. And, you know, I, I know that it is a scary thing to go through. I've been through something not, not quite as extreme as this, but I've been through something similar and having people not believe you is horrible because you're trying, you're asking for help. You're trying to get people to see you and understand and get help. And it's just so very, very hard. And you left this situation ready to say, I'm reborn. I will not have fear. I will not let it back in. And you've done a spectacular job keeping that
1: up. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I see, you know, sometimes I see people that are doing strange things with their hands, or maybe they're talking to someone or that's not there. And, um, you know, I, I know this happens to people, and I know not everyone knows how to handle it. So I just encourage, if anyone is ever suspectful of something like this uh, entity or demonic force, that's attached to you to seek the proper help and get it taken care of because it can cause havoc to your life.
2: Yeah. It's no way to live and it can do serious damage to your physical body, your emotional body. Some attachments even do things like mess with your bank account, or you're trying to build a house and things keep going wrong. I mean, they really are um, their their job is to get in the way of our life. And they're trying to get in. They're trying to, you might be listening to the story wondering, well, why did this happen to Linda? She's such a good person. She didn't do anything. Well, you're right. What Linda continues to do is she shows God's light. She is here just by living her life. She is sharing love with people. She's sharing God's love through making eye contact, smiling, friendships, doing her doing her job, living her life. And other spirits that are not of God will try to get in the way of that. They'll try to get in so that people like Linda can't do good work like that. They're trying to get in Linda's body to stop her from her her purpose, which is to show people what God is like. Just by showing up and and being who she is. So Linda didn't do anything to bring this on. I also want to speak a moment about the connection between this happening and Linda taking some classes in the metaphysical field. A lot of people will say that if you dabble in things like chakra work or seeing psychics or um, that some of that metaphysical practice that you're asking, evil to come in. And I want to speak to that because it's simply not true. Um, In this situation, when Linda was practicing seeing chakras, that is new thought, which is different than new age, new age. Okay. There could be some danger there because new age uses a different source to get information. It's not of God. And now I say that without judgment, if you're new age and that's what you do, Be safe, go forward, heal the world in your own way. What I'm saying is, new thought is when you get creative about how God shows up, how to know God through aspects of body work, energy work, speaking to angels. That is new thought. New thought still has God at the basis, at at the helm. And so I just want to say that by doing something metaphysical linda didn't open up a door she didn't expect and a lot of people worry that when you see a psychic or you see um you do chakra work or use crystals that you're opening a door and you won't if you keep god as your source and supply if you do this in god's light you are you are safe and linda used a lot of those principles just instinctively to get herself out of this. She knew that she needed to go outside. She knew she needed help. Um and had she not maybe been in that metaphysical field for a while, she might have listened and thought, well, there is nothing else. I am, I am a mental patient. I need to go go, you know, get mental help. And that's all it is. But I'm just very grateful, Linda, that and I think the timing is on purpose that Spirit led you to metaphysical classes as this was starting because it gave you a different perspective. It led you to a helper that maybe you wouldn't have paid attention to before.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Now,
2: in the future... We we all are susceptible to things like this, and I don't want you listeners to hear that in fear. We, As you'll hear me say many times, this dimension is one of duality. We've got the light in the dark. If you claim the light, if you say, I'm living in the light, I'm a child of God, or maybe it feels better for you to say child of creator or child of the universe, that's all good and, and well. If you claim that that's your place in this world, you are not in danger, Something like this could happen, but it's not going to take over your life because you are a child of God and light is always stronger than dark. The challenge will be recognizing something is happening in yourself or someone else and getting them help. You don't have to do all this yourself. Um, Finding that right practitioner or that priest that will listen or someone like me who can do the exorcism, that's very, very key so that you can know that there is darkness around us, but it's not in charge of us ever. Not for one minute. I mean, Linda, it felt like it was, didn't it? It Felt like it was taken over your life. Yes, it did. Yeah. And had you not received help, it could have. Absolutely. But just hear me say people that we're telling you this story because it's part of our world. And by sharing this, it's our hope that if you're going through something, you will feel validated and it will prompt you to seek help. If you know someone that is acting strangely, walk them gently through the process of looking at their physical health and their mental health. But know that that's, that might not be it. There might be something supernatural going on and they need you to be the one to say, I believe you. Let's look into this. If you feel like this is something that you're going through, I may not be the one that can help you because I can't have, you know, hundreds of people asking me to do an exorcism, but I will point you in the right direction. For now, I want to give you all a tool that you can do on your own at any time when you feel like there's darkness around you. If you have a memorized prayer, maybe that's a Hail Mary. Maybe that's the Lord's prayer. If you have that memorized prayer, You can repeat that over and over, out louder in your mind. If you don't, you can just repeat, "I love God," "I love God," or "I am a child of God," "I am a child of God," over and over and over. And then remember that you are always in charge of your body, and you're in charge of your space. With the living and the spirit, you're the boss. So you can say, "You are not allowed to be in my in my body. You're not allowed to be in my house. You must go." And if you feel comfortable, you could say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command that you go. And that's what I said to Linda the day that we cleared her. I said that over her body as she laid on the couch, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you must go. And boy, that thing wanted to hang on. It didn't want to come out for a while. But Linda was a partner with me. She exhaled and she screamed and she did what she was supposed to do. And we did it in the light, didn't we, Linda? So it had to listen.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. Pretty
2: soon, you're going to see another episode from me about another attachment story, and this is mine, and it's about an entity that followed me home from a hospital visit, so watch for that one, and also, you might look back a little bit. There's another episode about... um, a demon visit that I had that just lasted a few hours. But I want you to listen to all three because I want you to see that this is common and should not be feared. In every single episode, you will hear me say, this is what you need to do, whether that's something you do or seeking help. And I know that you're safe and I know that you can do it. Linda, I wanna thank you one more time for being brave and sharing your story. Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks for inviting me to do this.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, If you um, would like to get a hold of me, listeners, you can go to rachelcorpus.com. That's my website. You can read a little bit about me and what I do. Um, We're on Facebook. Search for at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator. Instagram, The Angel Counselor. And if you like this podcast, subscribe to it. Share it with people you know. And also, if you've been wondering the whole time why I'm able to clear demons, i wondered that for a long time, too. Let me just tell you, past lives are real. Past lives are um, can really affect us now. And I have several past lives where I did exorcisms. I was the nun assisting or I was the priest. So when I clear buildings or people, what I hear coming out of my mouth is, do you know who I am? <laughs> and that... I don't know why I'm chuckling because it's so weird, but if you wondered, well, how can she do it? Well, it's because I've done it. My soul remembers doing it so many times, but you can too. Stay safe. If you haven't heard this lately, let me hear you. Let me, let me tell you, you are loved. I love you. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, Angel Communicator and Psychic Medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com.
1: Do you want to deepen your connection to the Divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path? then tune in
2: to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.